you know, the courts have not been really uh, friendly to any of the the, uh, the freedom movements and that. But you know what? We're grateful that February 14th, on, on Valentine's Day of all days, at 10 o'clock in the morning, we've been given a gift. Uh, we will be back in court, and uh, Rocco will be present there. So we are asking you, based on this scripture as well, be in prayer for Action for Canada. We will be in port, port and we are believing God that we will have victory. And all we need is one court case to go in favor, and we will see freedom for Canadians. I'd like to read off. It's a statement from Tanya. So yes, our court case is not dead in the water. It is actually alive. It's been resurrected. And uh, really, it's the persistence. Like we were discussing, Dan, um, we heard the story about the persistent widow who continued against the unjust judge. We heard that yesterday in the uh, Sunday service. And I, you know, just we were we were talking later about how that's just so relevant to the case with Tanya. That, you know, just being persistent all the way through with all that opposition, with unjust scales and unjust judges, you know, not willing to hear. And then lots of different legal games and maneuvers that are being played. Uh, we do. We just we did get that uh, appeals date set. And so I'll just read this for you. So Action for Canada filed the appeal on September 28th, 2022. And the respondents filed their response by January of 2023. The appeal could have been heard before the appeal court within six months. However, given the number of lawyers uh, for the respondents, it became difficult finding a date where all parties were available, as required by the court. So Rocco's office consistently made every effort to work with all parties involved. If a court date is not set within a year, the file is automatically put on what's called an inactive list. So this transpired on September 28th, 2023, and was due to the ongoing delays in setting a date. So as soon as the case was deemed inactive, Raku immediately sought consent to have the case put back on the active list, as well as insisting on available dates from counsel for the hearing of the appeal. So on October 18th of 2023 this year, all lawyers signed the consent to take the, the case off the inactive list as well as all the council provided available dates in which a mutual date was found between all the parties and like Dan mentioned that notice of hearing of appeal was immediately filed and on October 19th the appeals court confirmed the date of February 14th 2024 at 10am and again at no time was the case ever abandoned Action for Canada and Rocco Galati are actively pursuing the advancement of this legal action because we are told in scripture that we need to act justly, pursue justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before the Lord. And so we will continue to pursue justice, and we will trust that the Lord is the just judge who will bring favor uh, and a hearing to our, to our complaint. Welcome, everyone. It's so great to have you join us for today's show, whether it's your first time here or if you're a seasoned freedom fighter. It's October 25th, 2023, and this is the Empower Hour. Action for Canada is a grassroots movement reaching out to millions of Canadians and uniting our voices in opposition to the destructive policies tearing at the fabric of our nation. Through call to action campaigns, we educate, equip, mobilize and empower citizens to take action. We are committed to protecting faith, family and freedom. 
We invite you to join Action for Canada's ongoing marriage seminar, airing Tuesday evenings at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Log into our website for more information and to pre-register. Tanya is halfway through her Vancouver Island tour. Tonight, she'll be at the Nanus Bay Pentecostal Camp. The doors open at 6.30, and Tanya will be giving her presentation and a time of Q&A at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, she'll be in Comox, and on Friday, she'll be in Black Creek. Be sure to go to the Action for Canada website for more details and to attend the tour so you can show your love and support for Tanya. We have a great show planned for you tonight, and I'm so pleased to introduce two amazing members of the Action for Canada team. First, Kim McBride. Kim is our National Chapters Coordinator. She's a mother, teacher, and a woman of faith. And next is Pastor Dan Vachon. Dan is our chapter provincial lead, as well as a retired pastor, missionary, and paramedic. Tonight's show was pre-recorded, so there will be no Q&A. So now I invite you to sit back and get comfortable, and let's get on with the show. Welcome, Canadians, to another exciting Action for Canada Wednesday edition of the Empower Hour. I am obviously not Tanya Gaw, as Tanya Gaw is touring Vancouver Island today, but I am your host tonight, this evening from Cape Breton Island with our other host uh, this, af uh, this afternoon, I guess, uh, Kim McBride who is also here on the East Coast, uh, right here in our home, Cape Breton. So Kim McBride, welcome to the show also this afternoon. Thank you very much. And it's very lovely to be here, um, just in God's country for sure, and just enjoying the time and the holiday that I, little little break in the norm that I was able to have to be here. So I'm just so grateful for your hospitality, Dan. It's so good to meet you in person as well. Thank you. And we've been yeah. uh, having a great time enjoying the colors here, the fall colors of the Cabot Trail. In Cape Breton Island. So it's been great to enjoy God's uh, wonderful handiwork and his patchwork of uh, beautiful colors here. Patient. So we've got an exciting show here this afternoon, and uh, we're so glad that you've joined us. So <clears throat> this afternoon, we're going to be discussing how Action for Canada has been joining together with churches across the nation, partnering with pastors, and how our chapters have been growing as a result of it. You're going to hear testimonies of how God has blessed churches and how our chapter leaders have become excited about seeing growth in their chapters as well across the country. And so we are going to introduce to you, uh, we're going to start, I guess, on the West Coast with um, uh, Pastor Randy Be Beatty, who is not a stranger to Action for Canada. And uh, we're going to hear his testimony a little bit. But uh, uh, Pastor Beatty, as you uh, uh, come on the show this evening. I want to, or this, I, I keep saying this evening because here on the West Coast, it's going to be evening. We're four hours ahead, but Pastor Beatty, uh, just reading a little bit of your bio, and I'm going to get you to share a little bit about your story here in a moment. But you and I have a little bit in common because, uh, you are the son of a pastor and I was the son of a pastor as well. Now he's gone on to be with the Lord for quite a number of years, but you came to know Christ when you were 10 years old and so was I. But, uh, I, I wonder just, before we get into your story a little bit, tell us a little bit about um, who you are, where you are in Canada, and uh, how you came to be a pastor. Yeah, uh, thank you very much for allowing uh, me to be on here with my wife. And uh, uh, it's really exciting to be a part of uh, uh, Action for Canada and what, what, what 
what you guys are doing across this great nation. Um, my name is Randy Beatty, of course, as you know, I, I did get saved in 1965 at the age of 10. It was during revival meetings. We had an evangelist up from uh, California at the time, and that's where I gave my life to Christ. I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I felt the call of God. Uh, I didn't really want to be a pastor. My dad was a pastor, and I, I saw what it was like to be a pastor. I thought the visiting evangelist had a better gig. Uh, you know, if I can put it that way, uh, they got to come in and, you know, share the word of God and have some exciting meetings and then move on. But uh, God opened the door for me to pastor, and I've been doing it now for 40 years. I've been in Living Waters Fellowship here on Black Creek on Vancouver Island for the last 30, 31 years. And God's grace has helped me to be faithfully serving the, the community here on Vancouver Island. So, Pastor Beating, all of the years that you had been pastoring prior to about three and a half years ago, had anybody ever come to your church to tell you to shut down your church? I've never had any official or anyone tell us to shut down a church. All right. So three and a half years ago, that happened. So tell us about what happened across the country. I mean, that happened to churches all across the nation. And uh, so tell us a little bit about that and how you came to know about Action for Canada. Uh, well, anyways, uh, like everyone else, I guess it was three years ago or something like that, uh, where we were told to shut down our churches. Uh, they said it would only be temporary. They would flatten the curve in two weeks. Of course, that went on for months and months. And it didn't take us long maybe a month into it after trying to do a few Zoom services, which really did not cut it, that I just felt that God wanted us to open the doors. Uh, I, I felt that God had called us to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as some were in the habit of doing. And so we just opened up. And uh, as a result, uh, eventually we had police officers show up in our lobby, give us some information and, basically tell us that we're going to be fined if we keep opening. Uh, but we did keep opening, and I got threatening phone calls. I got phone calls from the police, from health officers. We're going to get fined so much money, and each individual is going to get fined. But we just kept opening the doors. And uh, fortunately, uh, for some reason, they never did shut us down. Uh, I never got thrown in jail. We never did get a fine. And I just never felt like I was being all that courageous. I just felt that like I was being obedient to what God wanted me to do. And, and so we just kept having our Sunday morning services, our Sunday night prayer meetings, and we continued to gather, and God blessed us. And as a result, uh, we did not decrease in numbers. We've increased. We've more than doubled. Uh, our finances went up tremendously. Uh, just recently, God enabled us to hire a full-time associate pastor, uh, Brad White, and uh, he's had some involvement with my wife in Action for Canada as well. So being a part of Action for Canada has been a tremendous support to us. Tanya Gaw has been a great support to our church. She's been here. Uh, she came with Brian Pecker one time, and the place was just bursting at the seams. And as a result, uh, many people started coming to our church Many gave their life to Christ. Many were baptized in water as a result. 
And, and so it's been a real blessing. And I think it's as a result of us being courageous, I guess, to some extent, but mostly obedient. And God has honored that and God has blessed that. Amen. So when is the first time that you could uh, point to that you'd say you heard about Action for Canada? I, I think it was around March of 2020, if I remember right. And I know that we met with Tanya Gaw uh, in Vancouver, in newest minister, actually, at a, at a function that was uh, there. Uh, uh, Derek Salone was giving a talk, and Tanya Gaw was there, and that's the first time that I actually met with her. Uh, might have had contact with her before that. I think my, da my wife, Diane, had met her at that time. All right. And you were able to use some of the resources uh, at the time, or... Pastor oh, yeah, the resources would be tremendous help. Uh, uh, all kinds of resources. Uh, she, of course, gave us some legal advice to uh, uh, one of the lawyers, um, uh, uh, Rocco, I guess his name is, a famous constitutional lawyer. In fact, I'm one of the plaintiffs uh, that he's going to court. I guess it keeps being delayed, but I think there's another date coming up here in 2024. Tell me a little bit about uh, addressing some of the uh, not well, perhaps COVID issues at the time, but some of the other issues now that our, our churches are facing today that Action for Canada is addressing as well as a church. Because, you know, we've kind of gone on beyond the COVID now. Now, I understand some of the provinces are trying to push the mandates a little bit. But, you know, with Action for Canada, now we're also addressing some of the other issues that uh, our hot button topics in our country, you know, the SOGI one, two, three, the wind sex ed in Ontario, uh, the uh, the political, uh, the rise of political Islam in our in our country, and some of the other uh, issues that we're facing right now. Uh, so some of those issues that we are, pro uh, pro um, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say promoting, but that we're providing resources for. Uh, a lot of churches don't want to touch those issues, so. How are our resources uh, able to help pastors in addressing those issues? Well, I think when you uh, <clears throat> gain knowledge, it gives you power. Uh, and, and that's what most of us as pastors need. Uh, and uh, most pastors don't have the time to go and research all this stuff. So uh, it's good to have someone uh, like Tanya Gaw and Action for Canada and all those that are helping with her to provide us with the information that we need in regards to immigration, SOGI, and uh, smart cities, and some of these other issues where it feels like there's a lot of government overreach. And uh, uh, in the past, we've had at least four members of our church run for our school board, and it had directly had something to do with SOGI, of course. We wanted to stand up for our children, and uh, unfortunately, none of them uh, uh, won, but some of them got fairly close. But the point was is that they got out there, their voice was heard, and we brought Soji to the forefront. And a lot of parents uh, did not realize what was going on in the schools. So uh, I think for the church here, it's been a tremendous help. There's been a little bit of opposition because sometimes people think, well, you're getting involved in politics. Uh, but I, I think we are salt and we are light and we need to be involved in every part of society. 
and that includes politics. I don't think we should shy away from that. We need to speak up for life, for truth, for righteousness, for justice. And uh, sometimes as a pastor, you've got to just lead. And there may be some that will, and we have had some leave the church as a result of us staying open. They thought we were being, you know, careless and endangering our community. But uh, overall, I've had tremendous support from our church. Our entire board has always been on side. And so that has been a help. So I do feel for some of the pastors across Canada, uh, maybe they didn't have that kind of support. So it made it more difficult for them. But at some point, we just need to stand up and, and, and speak truth. And Action for Canada provides all kinds of resources. You can go online and you could spend hours and hours and also listening things like Empower Our Health as well and the pastor webinars. I'm glad to hear you say that because pastors can't really do it all. And, and as a pastor... You know, you've got the responsibility to preach the scripture and preach God's word. And there are these pressing issues that uh, pastors are facing, congregants are facing as well. And one of the things that we uh, in, endorse as uh, for pastors as well is we're, we're wanting to have these spaces <clears throat> for our chapters to meet that are, uh, you know, I, I hate to use this term, but safe spaces where uh, people that are awake, can gather together and become informed of those things. And so we have been asking for pastors to open up their doors for chapters to, to meet together. And so we have had some of those uh, places open up for us and to hold, for example, Tanya's on tour right now in uh, on the island, on Vancouver Island. And uh, where we have had, when Tanya toured down here in the east, you know, we had one particular location that we had rented in an hour before the event, they decided, no, we don't, we want to cancel the event. Now we were still able to have it, but already there on the island, one of the events has been canceled because it's not in a church. And so a church is a protected area. It's, it's a protected space. And so uh, in your particular situation, uh, it's a prime example. You've gone a, a step further and you actually have an action for Canada chapter right there in your church. And you've got a, I understand a really good chapter leader there. Uh, your wife is a chapter leader. So I'd like to have uh, Diane come there. Now, to have the pastor and the chapter leader work together this close, you guys must really get along fairly well, I'd have yeah. to say, right? <laughs> I just obey. Okay. <laughs> and if there's any other comments, we can take it offline afterwards, right? Okay. <laughs> but this is... a. Uh, this is a great combination, and this is with what we like to see across the nation, where we have churches that work in collaboration with Action Canada. And so, uh, Diane, maybe you can uh, just let us know a little bit about uh, how you became a chapter leader. And uh, this is kind of Kim's department here, at, uh, you know, because Kim runs our, our chapters nationally. You know, I kind of work with the pastors, and, and uh, I, I try to introduce our, our chapters into churches and churches into chapters, but I work very closely with Kim, who is establishing a work in, you know, a working relationship with chapters across the country. So it's kind of a partnership and we work together. So this is a, a beautiful way of doing it. So Diane, maybe let, tell us a little bit more about yourself, and then I'm gonna get Kim to just kind of take it from there to see how the chapter in Campbell River works and, and for you, how you work together in, in a relationship. So. Dan, tell us a little bit about yourself. 
Well, I was born in England and I immigrated to Canada at uh, six years old. Um, my father was an engineer and uh, I had three brothers and we grew up and my mother, um, my mom is here and she had a mental illness most of her life. And um, I think part of it was being growing up during the time of the war and she was, you know, then moved here, taken away from her family. So we kind of struggled as a family, but um, at 17 years old, the best thing in my entire life happened. I met Jesus Christ. Um, he, he has transformed my life. And ever since then, I have a passion to let people know about Jesus because without him, there is no life, really. It really begins with him. So um, coming forward to today, I've, I've worked with, um, I've worked as, in the, a Christian school as a librarian for 14 years, Tamara River Christian School. I, um, I'm an educational assistant presently, and um, I'm the mother of three kids and five grandkids, five plus grandkids, hopefully. And uh, we, we are just uh, believing God for good things. But getting involved with Action for Canada has definitely been a super blessing. Doing. It's good to see you, Diane. Um, yeah, we're actually on two separate uh, parts of the country. I'm on Cape Breton Island and you're on Vancouver Island. But the, the thing that I love so much about working with Action for Canada is that I get to see from coast to coast all these phenomenal leaders and, and, and people of faith that have risen to the occasion to take on the calling of uh, building communities of like-minded people to push back against these destructive policies and forces that are at work in our nation. And it's not just COVID. I think that kind of revealed it for us, put the spotlight on the, the, all the levels of corruption that we've seen in our nation. And so, um, in the work I get to do, I get to meet people like you who have, um, heeded the call. You heard it. You, you felt that that whatever it was, the spark that got you going, maybe the call of God to step up and, and to be kind of that lighthouse in your community. And so what I'm really intrigued by is uh, what drew you out um, from just, you know, kind of maybe just attending rallies, but to actually step forward into a leadership position. And then how did that work um, in, in, inside a church, inside a congregation uh, of um uh, like your church that you go to. So how, how did that all kind of come about? And how did you hear about Action for Canada? Well, I started going to different rallies. And, and uh, as far as SOGI, we've kind of been involved with that for about seven years. And it's always been a concern on, on my heart, what, what they're teaching our children. But um, we have going to rallies with the, with the lockdowns, of course. And, and uh, you know, the, it's the call of God for us to go into the world not to lock away the world. Um, and so Action for Canada is a vehicle that brings you right into communities and around people that you would have never met before. So I was going to rallies with um, different different groups, but there's something about the kinship of Christ and being able to bring him into it because he is the truth. And we know what's happening. The Bible clearly tells us what's happening in the last days. And, and I believe that we are, you know, seeing it all around us in every every way, every form. And the Bible is the only book that has the answers. So Tanya Gaw um, and I met, um, I think was, we, I texted her and we got in contact online and um, giving us some ideas um, how to navigate the storm. Um, 
And uh, we went, Randy said he went, we went over to Vancouver and we got to meet her. And uh, just, she's just such a wonderful, tenacious, courageous woman, um, such an inspiration. Um, we allowed a meeting to happen in our church of mm. the different, um, I think we, we allowed, I think we first allowed an Action for Canada meeting early on. And um, the leader had stepped down and, and then they were asking for a different leader. And I just kept on hearing the nudge of the Lord saying, you know, if not you, then who? Kind of like, and I'm like, well, Lord, I cannot do that. I'm not good. I like to work in the background. I like to work one-on-one yeah. -on -one with people. I don't like to be up front. But I just kept on hearing, if not you, then who? And uh, I just share a little tiny bit. But my father was at the end of the Second World War. He drove a tank, and he was in Germany. And he would, and it was, he saw the atrocities that were happening. And he, he would ask the people over there, how did you let it get like this? And one of the things that he, he was told over and over again is we thought somebody would do something about it. So my father always told me, you be the someone that does something about it. And so I'm asking all Canadians, come on, guys, you be the someone that can do something about it, and we can see this transform this nation. We yeah. have power when we work together. Yeah, so well said. I, I really think that uh, that resonates all the way out here. I can feel the, the power of those words, as if not you, then who? And, and we're in a place where we can't just be uh, waiting for somebody else to be the savior. We have one savior and that's Jesus Christ. And of course he'll draw all men unto him and he will be the one that uh, transforms things. But of course we've seen that uh, uh, Canada is a Christian nation with Christian heritage, Christian foundations, but we've kind of lost our moorings there. And so there's many areas where our chapters are pushing back um, really defending the core of who we are, our core identity, regardless of what Justin Trudeau says, that we have no core identity. That's just flat out a lie. We we very much have a core identity. It's inscribed on every wall of the parliament buildings. It's scripture through and through. And it's, it's a good word. It's a good word for us to live by. And so, yeah, to, to step up into that, to defend that, um, that freedom, that I think maybe as Canadians we've taken for granted, it really is a grassroots movement. And I think what you said was really interesting, you know, uh, that wrestling match with the Lord, I'm not skilled enough, I'm not talented enough, or I've never done this before. But you got over that by just saying simply, yes, I'll step up to it. And then from that point onward, what were the supports that you received with Action for Canada? How has it started to develop? And are you more comfortable now in your position than when you first started? Oh, definitely. Well, we have a really amazing team. What, now, what we do here at Living Waters is once a month, we open our doors to both Courtney and Camp River. So we have a combined group, um, and which is able to reach more people, and even around the Flat Creek area. So um, that's been a, a super great blessing. We, we've, in each community, we've been giving out uh, notices of liability to different, uh, you know, with the vaccine things, and gone to businesses with some small business support and help and uh, we're going to city hall meetings and um, we have been in the past um, going to the school board meetings and we will we're about to do that again <laughs> so uh, yeah we're always looking for more help there's a lot of people that are signed up for um, action for canada but we really need you guys to be engaged more the more boots on the ground we get the better it's going to happen across canada the fire is going to go across canada 
Yeah, I agree. And then there's also the training that happens by just simply maybe being that flyer delivery person or holding the sign and starting to meet uh, like-minded people and sharing the ideas that will help get back your local community. So as much as there's a lot going on in the nation, it's really trying to focus on getting to know your neighbor and knowing who you can count on when you get into those difficult situations. If the government does continue to be tyrannical, who are the people that you can work work with to protect your local communities? And so you have to get to know each other. Sometimes we've lived in a siloed um, kind of society and we've had the great opportunity now to be able to uh, unify, bring people back together, back to that sense of community, to have that unity in community. And I think those are some of the great um, opportunities and also to share the support um, that people need. This is a very difficult time. Many people have uh, lots of brokenness in their lives. And so finding that, again, using the word, but the safe space, the place where there's genuine, true, authentic safety in the numbers and in the fellowship of like-minded people. So how is that, is there an aspect of that in your um, chapter in terms of just even fellowshipping? Yes, well, what happens is it will come into the um, chapter meeting and uh, a lot of times they get friends and they start to realize, hey, this is my tribe. That's basically what happened over and over again. Um, when we had the big rally with Brian Peckford and Tanya Goff here, we had, I don't know how many people, I can't, can't, couldn't count this, how many people felt like they just felt like they like, Oh, we're home. Like this is home. And a lot of those people came, have come to the Lord and they are now fellowshipping. We've had over and over again, people come, you know, they've been at action for Canada and met people and then come to church as well. And they walk through the doors and they're crying because they're home. Um, mm. There is no place safer than the body of Christ. And uh, we're just an extension of that. But for pastors, I just encourage you like, you know, this is how you can release your people into the actual work of the ministry because you're the equipper of, for the ministry, but the people are the ones that are supposed to go out into the community and do the works of the ministry. So all that equipment that you've been doing will pay off when you release the people to get involved in every mm. corner of our society. I, yeah. I think we're going to see the body of Christ that Jesus says he's coming for, a victorious church without spot or wrinkle. This is when mm. people get excited you know, you share Jesus with somebody, you're just on fire. Um, I did it last week with somebody in an aisle for 45 minutes at a store. Um, and, uh, you know, he's going to check out Action for Canada. And at the end, we, we talked a little bit about the Lord. And he said, yes, I'm getting drawn more and more. It seems that, that has, that's more the truth than I've, I'm used to hearing. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, and thank you for sharing that. And that whole idea, I, I was listening recently to uh, the comedian J.P. Sears, who said he accidentally became more Christian. And his his take on that was just when you look at the, the level of evil that's rising, it just naturally causes any any good hearted person to recoil from that. And so when you push yourself away from from evil, because it's just so awful you the only natural direction to go is towards good and of course god is good and so people are finding like you said that that home and that welcome by um by actually you know getting involved with the community and realizing that there's much more in common uh than we actually have that divides us and so it's really um you know people of every tribe tongue and nation will come and, and understand uh, the value 
that, uh, you know, being a Christian nation uh, has in their lives, like that, that the freedom that it provides and it's genuine, true freedom. So there's the, the other side of that too. Yes, we're making difference in our community and pushing back against policies and that sort of thing, transforming our community in a positive way. But there's also the connection that I think so many people are longing for. And I know for me, <clears throat> when I was uh, going to rallies and being outdoors uh, in the community, it, I mean, you just say, God bless you to somebody and they'd be in tears because there was just such a need for that, uh, that connection. Um, so anyway, thank you so much for that, um, Diane. I'm going to switch now over and introduce Terry, uh, who's gonna give us a little bit more uh, information about uh, the next level of actually getting involved. And she's gonna share a little bit from, from Oshawa, Ontario. So I'm gonna give her a little bit of an intro here because, uh, you know, Terry came from just ordinary Canadian like us all, and then really stepped into this calling and is really just hitting it out of the park. So uh, this is our lovely Terry Wrecker. Uh, Terry is one of Action for Canada's Ontario provincial leaders, as well as heading up Oshawa chapter. Terry got her start with Action for Canada by attending the rallies in 2021. And inspired by the message and practical solutions developed to assist our God-given rights, uh, to assert our God-given rights, she courageously volunteered to lead a chapter in Oshawa, not fully realizing what it may entail. I think that's important. So like many of our grassroots leaders, including Diane, Terry did not have a background in civic activism, but through the mentorship and the guidance and training as a boots on the ground volunteer with Action for Canada, she became a formidable voice uh, in defense of faith, family and freedom within her community and an enthusiastic leader, inspiring many Canadians to take action. As a mother and grandmother, she's passionate about protecting the innocence of children as so many of us are. Terry leads many campaigns to raise public awareness by equipping teams to deliver flyers to unsuspecting parents and citizens, informing them of the harms of the comprehensive sexual education programs. They come in many different names, but in Ontario, it's the Win Sex Ed. And in, on, in the rest of the provinces, it has different names, but it's basically the same thing. And these are all sweeping across the nation. So as well, uh, she was serving elected and bureaucratic officials with notices of liability to advise them of the potential legal risk that they are exposing themselves to by implementing these destructive policies and agendas. So Terry is also actively recruiting. That's why I brought her on. She's actively recruiting fellow like-minded Canadians to take on leadership roles within Action for Canada. And she is overflowing with excitement for all the tremendous developments that are taking place in Southern Ontario. So I am so glad to be able to welcome Terry to present a little bit more about all the stuff that's going on. And you'll just see that her infectious enthusiasm is going to pour out. I just know it. So I'll take, I'll hand it over to you, Terry. And maybe you could just start with, you know, your beginnings. How did you get involved in like I said, you, you didn't really have the background in activism and now to see you in the role that you're in presently in a mentorship role within the organization is really just lovely. So I'm just going to give you the floor for a little bit just to share what's on your heart. Thank you, Kim. I'm so glad to be here and to share all the exciting things that have inspired uh, for me um, since coming on to uh, joining Action for Canada. So I can start off by saying back in 2021, I was, um, like all other people, very involved with going to different freedom groups within our Durham region of Ontario. 
And I did attend um, quite a few rallies, but there was always something missing when I, when I, you know, left those rallies. I, I, I wasn't sure on how to, um, you know, put, put, uh, put effort into like what I'm getting at is there was no resources to take away. So um, someone actually at the, at the rally had asked me if I had heard of Action for Canada and I said no. So when I got home, I looked it looked it up on the website, and I came across um, Action for Canada, and I was really impressed with what I saw. So I saw like a, a really great grassroots organization that is uh, based on um, biblical, Christian biblical principles. And also provides all the resources that you need in order to take action in, uh, you know, in your own uh, municipalities, uh, as such as like, um, you know, like under our God given rights in Canada that we have. Um, I found that the resources that they were providing were things like notices of liability. And what they are is, you know, uh, putting, uh, letting someone know, a specific person, letting them know that what they are doing is, um, is wrong. And even though it's not a legal document, it's still giving them the insight and some of the criminal codes that they are, they are um, in violation of. So what I started to, so what I did actually was um, I thought, you know what, God was calling me and really tapping me on the shoulder to get involved. So I joined, I, I, I signed up as a chapter leader. And so I've been doing this now for the past two years. And uh, the organization is amazing um, as a chapter leader to, you know, help equip and empower and also mobilize um, citizens to uh, step out there and to take action that they can do. It's not hard. I mean, it's really just following certain steps. And so that's what I started to do. Yes. So my leadership role over the past two years um, and recently taking on the role of an Ontario provincial leader with Action for Canada has developed into great success and various accomplishments uh, as from delivering notices of liability to school board trustees, which was to get the masks off the children in the schools. And we actually succeeded in that one just back in, I believe, 2022. Uh, when we did that call to action, I sent it out to all my members that are signed up in, in our Durham region. And so um, what we did was we, you know, Put all those Action for Canada uh, notices of liability together, and we served all the trustees as well as the superintendents and the director of education. Uh, and what happened was um, there was a Durham District School Board meeting, and they, the trustees, uh, because of all the pressure they had got from phone calls and emails from all of our members at Action for Canada, they voted. Uh, they voted against it. So that was a huge, 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 huge breaking point for for us. And I think it was really something for our members to see that, you know, just banding together and that we can succeed and that everybody can play a part out there. So um, I also wanted to touch on the fact that 
you know, once I, I was on with Action for Canada, I did have stumbling blocks for sure. But, you know, um, as I was, um, I got training from uh, the, the weekly meetings that I attend on Mondays with the chapters, that's a chapter leader meeting. Um, you know, uh, the national team is there as well. And Tanya gives, uh, gives up, provides updates and tools to assist us chapter leaders to take actions in our cities. So there's always an ongoing training and the tools that the national team, as well as, you know, Tanya, um, will give to each chapter leader so that they can be successful um, in their in their chapters. Um, and by all means, you do not have to take on something very huge. You, you start off slow and baby steps and you take one project at a time. And so I think what happened was um, when the light bulb went on for me, uh, well, you know, I was out rallying different school boards and handing out signs and I had team leaders joining me as well doing that. But what really happened was uh, when Tanya Gaw visited Ontario um, to give presentations in uh, all the different uh, municipalities at the churches. And I got to spend some really good quality time with her. And I really wanted to just, I kept staring at her because I wanted to gain so much knowledge of how she does things. And that was my mission was just to pull that out of her somehow. And so I kept asking her questions like, how do you do it? How do you do it? There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. So she finally just said, you know, started talking to me and I went, oh my gosh, that's it. I go, the light bulb just went on. I need to find a church where I can um, go there, invite uh, my members to come. Um, And so I started to do that. So I'll just talk a little bit about that, what happened. So there is a kind of a format that you should follow, right? So what happened was um, I, I found a church. And actually, the pastor is very good. He He's on board with what's going on. And so I just want to go to that. So I just want to share with, with you know, other people that are thinking possibly coming on. We would love to have you as a chapter leader or a co-leader. Um, you know, we can't do this alone, and it would just be so amazing. But a typical meeting is to that I would open in prayer, or I'd have some a past the pastor open in prayer. And then I would have my computer set up so that it would flash onto the big screen in the church. And I would read off, you know, our Action for Canada mission statement. That would be the next thing that I would do. And then I would uh, start to navigate our site, uh, our Action for Canada site, with the members, showing them just some simple, simple things that they could do. Uh, for instance, um, where to find our weekly action and um, on the menu, and that they could access this. And this is something that is sent out, you know, once a week by uh, Tanya Gaw. So I start with that recent action, and I play that for my members. And um, then... Uh, so that they can take action in their community. And they really like that. They like that, that, you know, I can just play that. And then they get to hear Tanya Gaw speaking 
about the weekly action and um, what notices of liability or flyers that they need to go out and hand out as boots on the ground or get teams together to do it. So it's very insightful. So I play that. And then I also play um, Tanya Gauze. um, she does um sorry she does a weekly action so I play that but she also gives a um, call to action once a week as well so I show members that and they get to listen to that as well and so that's very informative you know recently it's been on multiculturalism um, what's happening in the schools anything where we've you know. Um, come against the government and we've won in it, you know, with our SOGI program out west and, and we're fighting the wind, wind sex out of here in um, Ontario. Plus our 15 minute cities as well is something that we are um, working on actively. So I basically just, you know, give it a, give an agenda that you can follow um, in, you know, during your meeting as a chapter leader. And um, after that, I just uh, invite my teams up. So I have, I have three different teams. I have a parent team and these are people that have just signed up through your, your church meetings. I have a parent team uh, that will, um, you know, do up any news as a liability, but they'll also hand out um, the wind sex ed flyers. And actually we have a couple that are in their eighties and I mean, kudos to them. It's such a blessing that they actually ordered a thousand of our flyers and uh, they're a couple from Lindsay, 80 years old. And they have, they have well handed out over 500 flyers now to various spots. So one of the things they're doing is going door to door. And that has been very successful because a lot, the response from the people when they come to the doors, they have no, they they have no idea that because they're silencing parents. So they have no idea whatsoever that it's so entrenched in our system. And they're so thankful that, you know, we're giving them some information where they can get onto Action for Canada and they can get involved as a parent or a volunteer. So, I mean, yeah. And they'll go to busy spots like malls and they'll talk to people that are coming out of, you know, grocery stores, et cetera. And they told me the response has been amazing. And people have actually said they were going to sign up to Action for Canada. So that's an amazing, you know, I just want to just jump, happening. Yeah, I just want to yeah. jump in there for a second, because I, I think what's important to highlight is you mentioned that when you have your meetings, you're not inventing new content. You're not trying to come up with something that you need to present. You're just basically presenting the information that the national team and others have put together. And uh, where we try to do uh, campaigns that have a national impact, and yet they have their own unique way of rolling out in the local, in the provinces, as well as the local communities. And so you're not actually having to create anything. You just need to present the information that we have made available. So there's a ton of resources that, again, you could spend, like I think um, Pastor Randy said, you could spend hours just drilling through some of that researched material. And the more um, uh, education you have, the more knowledge you have, the more power you have to act. So in what you're saying about letting unsuspecting parents know about what's going on in the schools. They've been so busy trying to get their kids out to school and maybe uh, having jobs and, and maybe taking care of 
elderly parents or whatnot. There's people with very busy lives. So when they get that packaged information and they get knowledgeable about it going, I had no idea. But then they know, okay, there's a next step that can be done in order for me to exert my voice in opposition to that. And they can do that in, in multiple different ways. So when you're describing your teams, those are the teams of people that have a particular passion to say, get this garbage out of school um, and, and protect the children. So they may step forward to say, hey, I can hand out flyers, no problem, yeah. or I can hold a sign. So, and you've, you've mentioned a couple other uh, campaigns that people might be passionate about. You mentioned the 15-minute cities um, to really protecting against that, the surveillance and the control mechanisms that are being brought into cities, which I think is really uh, important. So I guess in your, in, in your chapter, you don't have everybody doing everything. You have people in certain teams and so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of highlight that. And as you, you mentioned a little bit more about that, just wanted to kind of focus our audience in on the fact that you don't have to do it all. You do a part. So maybe you can take it from there a bit. Yes, absolutely, Kim. That's what I do. I, you know, take the pressure off myself um, and, and I establish these teams and I have a team lead of each uh, team who um, coordinates whatever uh, weekly actions they're going to take. Like with the flyers, they, they all get together and figure out where they're going to go next, and that's what they do. Um, the same with the 15-minute cities. They'll deliver those door-to-door. So I have a team lead that's, you know, working on, um, you know, doing that and also working on a plan to uh, approach uh, the mun- municipalities with the 15-minute cities. So that's a project. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, 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 not, it's not hard. When you join Action for Canada as a chapter leader or a co-leader, um, we have all the resources that will equip you to run your chapter with success. We have a chapter resource page that is like my Bible. I mean, I go to it for everything. We also have um, the provincial team leaders, which is myself in Ontario. And I offer all my chapter chapter leaders um, that I've brought on recently and any of the others um, mentorship all the time. I'm available, um, you know, during the day for them to call me and I will walk them through um, how to set up different, you know, just to, 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 to task with them and how to be successful um, to running their their chapters smoothly. And I encourage them to to reach out to me and um, not to do, you know, take on everything at one time. So um, doing that, I, I'm, I'm also saying, you know, a lot of people ask me, well, you know, what's the time commitment to be a chapter leader and, or a co-leader? And um, I say to them, you know, if you have just just five hours a week, that's it, five, six hours a week that you can commit to and um, attend our Monday meetings if you can. Um, if not, you can catch them on, on the pre-record, but we, we do encourage you to definitely attend them if you can. So, um, and with the help of the, the national team, um, you know, I, I'm asking everyone to um, step up into that position because you know, I didn't think that I was meant to be a leader, but you'd be surprised when everything is, is you know, um, there for you uh, to to navigate on the Action for Canada website. You can do it for sure. You just got to have that enthusiasm. Sorry. Yes, definitely. And you have that in spades. I just love uh, chatting with you. And when you share 
oh, this great new thing happened. I served here. And, and even when you shared with us about the, the couple that just took it upon themselves to donate the printing costs, in fact, and they said, we, we have the time and we want to go and do that. It's just really inspiring to, to see that. And those are the joys that we get to celebrate when we're getting more people involved and just taking all that one action that they can do. So I, I really thank you so much, um, Terry. I'm just going to um, go over a little bit of that description of, of what a chapter, what's involved in chapter leadership. So a lot of people say, well, you know, I, I'd rather be that second person. I'd rather somebody else to step up. And they don't realize that, in fact, they have leadership qualities within them already and it's just about taking that first step of faith but I, I really appreciate also how you mentioned that there's that mentorship so that you're not alone in this and that there's that weekly training that happens and that mentorship to to bring you up to speed so right now like you're in the place where you can you can mentor other people because you've gone through all of that training and you've tried it out trial and error sometimes and you had that shift in, in the development of your chapter, when you were able to have those weekly meetings where you just would bring people together, face in front of you, present the information that we have to offer, and then people get behind you. So it's really, it's a wonderful um, example of the successes that we're having all across the country when people just, you know, take that step, step of faith, but then realizing that there is the, the support for you. So is there anything else that you wanted to share um, before we kind of shift a little bit? Um, let me see here what I've left out here. Um, I, I just want to really express that, um, you know, it's, 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 how can I put it here? I just really want to express that um, you're not alone when you join as a chapter leader and um, a lot of people think, well, you know, again, I can't do, I just, I don't think I'll be able to do everything and you don't have to, you just start off small. Like, you know, like I did, for instance, if you want to start off, you know, working on the sex wind stuff that's going on in the schools, then that's your priority. And that's what you work with. That's, that's what you stay focused on. And then, you know, so that would involve, you know, serving the notices of liability to um, city councillors, to uh, the trustees, um, that sort of thing. So, and getting out there and getting just a small group to go out, I would suggest door to door, that's really working. But um, just delivering out those flyers and getting them exposed, that's just, you know, that's one way that that you can definitely um, start off with your chapter. And I mean, that's a, that's a, you know, small step, but it's, it's an important step. So you don't have to take on everything at once. And, and I certainly don't. So once I have those teams in place though, then I know I can, okay, now I've got that done. And um, then I can move on to something else, you know, and then again, having somebody with the 15 minute cities, then I have, you know, somebody that's taking care of uh, and then I can move on to something else that I can I can focus on. Right, right. So that's my word of encouragement. That you know, I really hope that you do uh, join Action for Canada. And if you come on board, um, you know, for vetting, uh, I would be so pleased as an Ontario provincial leader to definitely help you out and mentor you along in the process. Um, all you have to do is just say yes, Lord. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Kim. 
Yeah, thanks so much, Terry. And that was uh, those were the two words that Tanya said when she began her um, step into organizing Action for Canada and moving this uh, wonderful organization forward was just, yes, Lord. And she's given that testimony on several occasions with uh, when she's been on tour. And that those two simple words, and then the Lord, um, he doesn't call the... Uh, the equipped, he equips the called. So when people uh, step up, they feel that uh, nudge uh, and they take that step forward, then the Lord is there and he provides uh, everything that you need it to make you uh, able to walk in that calling, as well as the, the team at Action for Canada, like you said, we just come around and support. So if you're wondering about being a chapter leader, what are we looking for? Well, we're looking for people who are aligned with our Christian faith and our values because we're a Christian organization and we want people who um, have leadership qualities. And some people think, well, I'm not a professional leader, but maybe there's natural leadership abilities. And, and certainly you can see that in Terry and in Diane and Randy have natural leadership abilities and then experiential leadership abilities too. So, you know, you don't have to have the title, but you have to have the willing heart and, and, and um, some of those natural abilities. And we also want people who are willing to act locally to bring positive change to their communities, because that's where it's the, the real battle is, is to, to think there, to, you know, so to think globally, but act locally, that's certainly what the, uh, the other side has done for sure. And so I wanted to mention a couple other things too, about what's involved in chapter leadership. And um, I would, I would distill it down to kind of five main things. So one of those being that you have to manage an email account. You have to be able to manage your communication with your members and, and the general public who are asking questions like, how do I deal with this? And you have the resources as a chapter leader because you're being equipped with them. And then you can give them uh, out to the people, to the public who want to know more. So you manage that, that email account. Everybody gets their own email account for their chapter. Um, another thing you have to do is organize that one in-person meeting. And when you bring the community together, you just show the Action for Canada materials, resources, and strategies and tools that we have to be able to push back, to feel empowered and, and equipped to, to take on these challenges. Um, another thing that, the third thing I would say is connect with your members. So one thing that Terry mentioned and is that, oh, I have a team. How did she get that team of people to be able to do the boots on the ground handing out flyers? Well, there's lots of people that stepped up just to volunteer. And they said, I could do something simple. I could do one, two things. And so a chapter leader just needs to reach out to that. Action for Canada has a huge list that we will provide for you as a, as a chapter leader or co-leader. And we'll give you that list so that you can meet the people in your community that are of like mind and willing to, to take action at the local level. So you have to connect with those members. And then take one action a month, just one thing that you could do to either raise awareness in your community, uh, maybe engage your elected officials, maybe that's joining uh, and, and just attending town hall meetings and municipal meetings, school board meetings, maybe library board meetings. I'm sure that many of them are shocked when the public starts showing up for library board meetings, but there's issues that are being presented at these meetings that, you know, the public might want to be aware of. And so to have the public start becoming engaged. So take one action a month. And, and the bottom line too is that attending the leadership meetings on Monday gives you that mentorship and gives you that, that uh, leadership development so that you can take it to the next level. So you might say, I, I wasn't an activist before, but now I am. And if you hear Tanya Gaw's story, she was a shy, 
mom doing her thing, you know, watching out for her kids and, uh, you know, engaging with the, with the things that she saw were problematic and then went from an email list of uh, a handful to, uh, to across the nation. So it's just amazing what the Lord is able to do uh, with a willing heart. So I hope that, you know, in hearing some of these uh, testimonies and stories, you might have felt that that call to say, yeah, I think I could do more. And it looks like this is an organization I could uh, I could really support and, and get involved with. Uh, I just really welcome you to do that. So I want to be able to uh, pull Dan on here in just a minute, but I, I do think I would like to share my screen, Terenzio. I know that Tanya often shows you this map across Canada. This is the map of uh, all the chapters. Each little flag on there represents a place where we have the infrastructure for a chapter, and many of them have a full complement of leader, co-leader, treasurer, uh, campaign leaders. Some of them are really, really flourishing. Others, they're still in development. And so even as you see all these lovely flags across the country, all representing a place where Action for Canada has put our flag in the ground, there is still opportunity for you to step up into leadership. So if even if there's a chapter in your neighborhood and you think, oh, you must be doing great, we can always use new leaders uh, to step up and help in maybe just taking on one campaign. Uh, and you know, it's a big job, uh, but with many hands, it makes light work. So. Even as you see these, this map here, we are still needing to have co-leaders, treasurers, and, and the like. Um, also, people that are, are skilled in administration to step up and to help with some of the management of the chapter. So on this page, and the way you find this page is our chapter, Action for Canada Chapters Across Canada page. And so you can get to it by the Join tab. When you scroll across the top to the Join tab, you drop down arrow and it takes you to this page here, Action for Canada Chapters. This is where you can find out if there is a chapter in your neighborhood. And if there is, you can still sign up to be a leader in some capacity. So if there's not, and you would like to step up into that role and maybe develop a chapter in your neighborhood, in your local area, uh, you can do that by starting a chapter. It'll take you through the steps to do that. We are also encouraging people, leadership, in any capacity is is definitely needed. So if you want to volunteer in some way and be part of that core team on a chapter, you can click register as a volunteer. And I'll take you through that page in just a second. So when you go here, you you find out what's going on in, in Alberta, for example, it just happens to be the first one on here. So you can see where we have chapters and some of them, we need to have new leadership still. Um, so you can email them directly by just clicking the email and directly say, hey, I'd be interested in, in helping you out in Lethbridge or in Calgary or in Edmonton, uh, for example. And each one, uh, you can see uh, British Columbia has a long list, Ontario as well. And we are, definitely have need um, in some of the uh, maritime provinces to be able to uh, bring more chapter leaders on and open up new new chapters in those areas. So please take a look at that if you felt like, you know, maybe I could do a little bit more and get involved more actively, then check, check out this page. When you click on register as a volunteer, you'll come to a page that looks like this. So you click on that and register as a volunteer. And so I want to just highlight this part. You fill out your information and um, right down here it says, what what's your volunteer interest? So 
If you're interested in volunteering for chapter leadership, you can just click right down to there and it gets the ball rolling. Now, that doesn't mean that you've automatically you're on the team as a leader. It just means that we'll have that conversation with you to see if there's a good fit. So when you click on that chapter leadership, it gives you a little uh, important information that you'll need to know. Click on that link and then a message gets sent to our provincial leaders and a provincial leader like Terry will give you a phone call and discuss a little bit more about what's involved more personally. If there's a good fit and a good alignment um, with your values and the values of Action for Canada and your skill set, then it gets moved on to me, who's the national chapter coordinator. And then we have a, a, a final interview and then we bring you on. And then all those resources that we were discussing become available to you as uh, along with the mentorship. So it's very easy to get involved. And like Terry was saying, just one step at a time, one little step. So I hope that helps to, to give you a, a way in again, join, you can go to it to the chapters page. And then when you get to the chapters page, that looks like this, you can register as a volunteer and specifically choose chapter leadership. So we're always looking for leaders, co-leaders and, and uh, treasurers and administrators. So please think about it. And I, I hope that, you know, you pray and, and let God uh, lead your heart in this. And um, right now I'd like to pull up Dan just to talk about you know, the appeal back to the, the churches on how that partnership really is integral in the success of Action for Canada is to bring the faith communities together with the active communities of citizens who are watching. The, I, I always think of it like the, um, the watchmen on the wall who are watching the coming and going of the things. What, what's coming in that should come in and what's going out that should go out and then vice versa. What do we need to stop in its tracks before it comes in? And that's the, that's the place where the churches with that moral imperative to be shepherds of the flock together with chapter leaders and citizens who are active boots on the ground, pushing back in all the spheres of influence within our society. It's so important that we have the two working together. So thanks, Dan, uh, for coming on. And uh, maybe you're, you can make your appeal to the pastors and, uh, and, and I'll just turn it over to you. Well, Kim, thank you. You know, our, one of our slogans is we're all about protecting faith, family, and freedom. And uh, we've already seen with Pastor Randy how Action for Canada has been helping churches in the past, especially with COVID, protecting churches and helping them stay open during the COVID lockdowns and all that. One of the things that uh, I want to bring up, and uh, I probably should have mentioned this with Pastor Randy, but we did bring it up uh, when I had him on on an earlier uh, pastor webinar, Right now, dozens and dozens and dozens of communities across Canada, be it municipalities, uh, cities or towns, are talking about implementing 15-minute cities. Now, some of you listeners may be wondering, what in the world is a 15-minute cities? Maybe you've heard the term, you've heard Terry talk about it a little bit. And uh, uh, pastors, you may be wondering, what is a 15-minute city? So it's a UN-led agenda where there's millions of dollars promise to municipalities if they implement this and it's all green energy it's one of the 17 sustainable goals and and it's really unreachable but they're throwing money to make uh your town your municipality your city cleaner all right and so right here in sydney for example they tore up our main street downtown repaved it and then they said oops we forgot to do something under the road. They tore out the brand new pavement. This is like over a year ago. 
And now they're putting like these dog bone things at each intersection where we used to have two lanes. And now you barely have one lane to go through downtown. And people are like, what in the world are you doing? You know, and it's still all tore up. And it's to implement this 15 minute city. Now, ultimately, what they want people to do is to be able to go anywhere to live within a 15 minute sit like radius where you'll have all of your amenities, everything, your hairdresser, your barber, which you can tell I don't really need one, right? <laughs> but your church, your bank, your grocery, your doctor, your pharmacy. And so I asked Pastor Randy, for example, I said, so Pastor Randy, what percentage of your church attends your, your church that would live within a 15 minute walking distance? And he thought for a minute and he said, uh, well, maybe 10%. I said, so would you be able to sustain your church with 10% of your congregation? Not only 15, 10% uh, of your congregation being able to walk to your church. He said, no, absolutely not. I said, think about your missions program, your giving, you know, your bills you have to pay for your church. Then I said, Pastor Randy, do you live within 15 minute walking distance to your church? He said, no, he wouldn't even be able to attend his own church. Right. And I mean, so pastors get to thinking, you know, like, wow, I wouldn't even be able to walk to my own church. And those are the restrictions that they're putting. The city of Oxford, England was a trial and a test. And I mean, you can go and watch some of the YouTube videos and, and people are revolting. They're tearing down the barricades and the barriers. And all you see now is cameras, like uh, surveillance cameras going on. So what Action for Canada is doing, we actually have experts that are teaching and training people on how to go to municipal uh, meetings and, and uh, how to really uh, combat this ideology and inform people because pastors are busy and they want to just preach the word of God. And so what we do is we come alongside pastors and churches and we complement your work and we inform you to combat this, this evil ideology. Same with the Soji, the Winsex said things. And so that's how Action for Canada protects faith. And then family, we have a youth program going on right now where we have a family program and then coming up November, beginning November 7th, we have a marriage program, a five week marriage program. So that's how we are complementing churches in uh, in building up strong families and then freedom. Of course, we've been a freedom fighting grassroots movement for the last number of years. And so that's how Action for Canada can work with you. And, and based on that, we have an appeal to you that's in our weekly action this week. And we are asking you, pastors, if you are a church that is awake and we don't know about you and you don't know about us, will you please send us an email so that we can connect with you? Simple email at pastors at actionforcanada.ca. I'll get that email. And if you have a website, put your website address on there. Now, here's one thing I'd like to say. Perhaps in the past, you didn't know any better and you thought, well, you know, we were just wanting to be cautious. Uh, like Pastor Randy said, he's got, he had a church leadership that were 100% on board with him. And perhaps your leadership wasn't quite on board and you thought, you know what, we, we did close down. We, we did follow the mandates, but now we know better. <laughs> now we see the information and we're, we're sorry we did that, but we will never do that again. That's okay. God forgives. And uh, it's, it's fine now to be awake, right? And so we'll work with you. We'll work alongside with you. So will you please send us an email? 
And maybe you're not a pastor listening to this uh, broadcast. You'll say, well, I attend one of those churches and, and I, I need to get our pastor on board with that. So you send us an email, all right? Pastors at actionforcanada.ca and send us your pastor's name and your church website. And I will be glad to connect with uh, someone from your church. And uh, maybe just like in Campbell River, you know, we can start a chapter within a church. Tanya often talks about uh, creating, uh, building communities within communities, and then we can work with you. We have people like Tom Harris uh, out of Ottawa, who is an expert on these 15-minute cities. And so we get small groups, you know, who will become experts in learning about these things, educating people. And uh, uh, just in closing on that portion there, I do have one other announcement, but, but there's a verse in Scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, where Paul says this, Ephesians chapter 3, verses uh, 20 and 21, he says, Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. God is able to do even more than we can even think or ask because we ask him. So I'm going to close in prayer in just a moment, but we are asking God to do in this dark days where we are seeing so much prevalent evil, coast to coast, <laughs> we're asking God to open the eyes of the blind, to unstop the ears of the deaf. We're asking for miracles to happen across our land where people will wake up to what's going on. You see what's going on in the Middle East? It is going to spill out all over the world. How do we know that? It's in God's word. There will be wars and rumors of wars, famines, pestilence, earthquakes, calamity upon calamity. People need to get ready for what's coming. But you know what? It's not all going to come at the same time. It's coming a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there. And based on that as well, we need to be prepared. And so that's how we are protecting faith, family, and your freedoms. That's what Action for Canada is all about. Yeah, And on that as well, we do have some good news. Can I? Uh, there was some uh, some uh, some little uh, minions that were going on about Action for Canada's uh, 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 the uh, the uh, the uh, oh, what's legal the, uh, action? The legal action. That's it, Tim. Thank you. It's <laughs> dead in the you. water. <laughs> float, you know, it's gone belly up. But uh, we we're waiting for the courts. You know, the courts have not been really uh friendly to any of the the uh the freedom movements and that but you know what we're grateful that february 14th on on valentine's day of all days at 10 o'clock in the morning we've been given a gift uh we will be back in court and uh, rocco will be present there so we are asking you based on this scripture as well be in prayer for action for canada we will be in port port and we are believing god that we will have victory and all we need is one court case to go in favor and we will see freedom for canadians yeah. and uh, we have been praying for this and so uh, we just pray that god will have show us favor so dan i actually have a, a little bit more detail on that that i i'd like to read off it's a statement from tanya so yes our court case is not dead in the water it is actually alive it's been resurrected and uh, really it's the persistence like we were discussing dan 
Um, we heard the story about the persistent widow who continued against the unjust judge. We heard that yesterday in the uh, Sunday service. And, I, you know, just we were, we were talking later about how that's just so relevant to the case with Tanya that, you know, just being persistent all the way through with all that opposition, with unjust scales and unjust judges, you know, not willing to hear, and then lots of different legal games and maneuvers that are being played. Uh, we do. We just, we did get that uh, appeals date set. And so I'll just read this for you. So Action for Canada filed the appeal on September 28th, 2022, and the respondents filed their response by January of 2023. The appeal could have been heard before the appeal court within six months. However, given the number of lawyers uh, for the respondents, it became difficult finding a date where all parties were available as required by the court. So Rocco's office consistently made every effort to work with all parties involved. If a court date is not set within a year, the file is automatically put on what's called an inactive list. So this transpired on September 28, 2023 and was due to the ongoing delays in setting a date. So as soon as the case was deemed inactive, Rocco immediately sought consent to have the case put back on the active list, as well as insisting on available dates from counsel for the hearing of the appeal. So on October 18th of 2023 this year, all lawyers signed the consent to take the, the case off the inactive list, as well as all the counsel provided available dates in which a mutual date was found between all the parties and like Dan mentioned that notice of hearing of appeal was immediately filed. And on October 19th, the appeals court confirmed the date of February 14th, 2024 at 10 a.m. And again, at no time was the case ever abandoned. Action for Canada and Rocco Galati are actively pursuing the advancement of this legal action because we are told in scripture that we need to act justly, pursue justice love mercy and walk humbly before the Lord. And so we will continue to pursue justice and we will trust that the Lord is the just judge who will bring favor uh, and a hearing to our, to our complaint. We have many. So thank you for that. I just wanted to make sure I got those details in there as well, Dan. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Kim. Well, thank you so much for being with us on this Wednesday. Thank you, Tanya, for trusting Kim and I to do this in your absence. And uh, it's such a joy to be able to fill in uh, your shoes. I was going to say your big shoes, but no, you have smaller feet, but fill in your shoes in your absence. And so we will continue to pray for your tour as you continue to tour the island there. I also want to thank our guests, Pastor Randy and Diane over on, on the other coast and Terry for being with us today. One of the things I want to do that uh, I do weekly because I send out the prayer emails, we have an incredible prayer team that always prayers, prays on Wednesdays for the Empower Hour. You don't see them, you don't know about them, but those of you that are on the prayer team that are watching, you know who you are, so I just want to publicly say thank you. And also to our incredible uh, tech team as well, uh, Terenzio and Ray and uh, and Sheila and Heather. And we have a few in the background as well, Holly, who answers a lot of the emails. And so we have incredible people in the background. You don't see them, but uh, without them, this entire production would not be possible. So thank you for being with us. And I just want to close in prayer. Father, Heavenly Father, it is such a joy and a pleasure to do this, what we do for your glory and for your honor. And as we just read in scripture, you are able to do above and beyond what we can even think or imagine. So we are praying for victory in the courts on February 14th. We are praying, Lord, that as our supporters 
pray with us, Lord, that we will all be able to, on that day, give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Father, you know our needs. You know that we need more chapters across Canada. You know that we need more churches to be open. You know our financial needs. And so we put all of those needs uh, this evening, Lord, at the foot of the throne of God. And we say, Lord, bless beyond our wildest imaginations. And we pray and ask this, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you again for being with us. Coast to coast, God bless you. What a great show. Many thanks to Kim and Pastor Dan and our special guest speakers. I invite you to join us for next week's Empower Hour. We'll be showcasing Tanya, and she'll be sharing some important new information on Soji Indoctrination Exposed. A reminder that Tanya is on the final leg of her Vancouver Island tour. If you're in the Nanus Bay area, there's still time for you to get over to the Nanus Bay Pentecostal Camp to attend tonight's presentation. The doors open at 6.30 and Tanya comes on at 7 o'clock. She'll be in Comox tomorrow and in Black Creek on Friday. Be sure to go to the Action for Canada website for more details so you can attend one of the events and show your love and support for Tanya. I do have a special request. Because we're in a spiritual battle, I ask that you please keep Tanya in your thoughts and prayers as she finishes up this tour. Now, in keeping with tonight's theme of teamwork, cooperation, collaboration, and biblical activism, I want to share some encouraging Bible verses with you. From 1 Peter 4.10, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. From Philippians 2, verses 3 and 4, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. And lastly, Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Now, if you are in need of prayer or want to know how to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please reach out to us. And now, on behalf of Tanya and the Action for Canada team, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Good night, my friends. God bless you and God bless Canada.
right. So I am just going to thank you so much. I'm going to say God bless you and God bless Canada.